Welcome to the What's Next podcast. My name is Chanel Wilkins. And my name is Nick Provenzano. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 11 of the What's Next podcast. I know we missed out on a week and I apologize. Just had a lot of stuff to catch up on uh, with the podcast and sponsors and all of that. You know how it goes with work and everything. Just need some time to catch up. But we're back for this episode back this week we will don't worry the consistent uploads are not done yet we will have at least three more uploads the rest of this year of the sports edition podcast that we've been working so hard on so appreciate appreciate y'all for tuning in and if you don't know already i'm going to keep on doing this every single damn time because new new viewers are coming on to the podcast each and every time we do this so i appreciate y'all don't forget to follow the west next podcast instagram underscore west next podcast underscore and do not forget to watch these episodes on for on our four platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, RSS.com. Those are where you can find all the episodes of the West Next Podcast, Sports Today and the Lifestyle Podcast. New Lifestyle Podcast coming in two weeks, so make sure to watch out for that. It's going to be a fantastic episode, just like all the other ones. And just like all the other ones, this is going to be a great edition of the Sports Podcast. And we're going to start, Nicholas, with something we can all – I think we all been watching uh, – in my opinion, I feel like I haven't met anyone who hasn't been watching or at least been keeping in touch with the World Cup this season because it's been going fantastic right now. Well, not for us, not for uh, us Americans, because, uh, you know, we lost. We lost in round 16 to the Netherlands, unfortunately, three to one. Uh, you know, we're just a young team that just isn't as good as some of the other teams. But regardless of us taking an L, what do you think of the World Cup in general uh, this season? Well, the, the World Cup so far has been a pretty exciting one. I will, will have to say so myself. It's been pretty exciting to watch uh, as a casual fan of soccer, I would say. Um, you know, unlike most Americans who are probably rooting for the USA, um, you know, if you like to go out of your own country, of your own, own blood, origin i am a little bit german and i do watch the bundesliga uh when i can and my favorite uh team if i had to choose would be bayern munich i actually have one of the bayern munich 2020 uh, uh championship uh i think they won champions league i have they have their champions league uh, shirt but anyway i wanted germany to win to to uh, win in advance of the world cup it obviously didn't happen as as uh, japan kind of you know, were the prime reasons of why they did not go in i think japan beat them i believe two to one um i was very hopeful for the u.s this year but obviously I knew that we did not have the talent as other clubs like England or as, you know, uh, South Korea or even Japan, who actually who actually went pretty far in, in this World Cup. Not, not Brazil, not any of the other ones that have made it this far. I knew that we weren't going to have the firepower. As you pointed out, Chanel, we're a fair, relatively young team. I knew we weren't going to excel that far into the uh, past, honestly, really past the rounds again. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited to um, get to see what's, what's happening uh, right now with the World Cup. I, I believe believe uh from what i i've i've seen i think japan lost to croatia uh brazil beat down south korea i think four to one we're just moving on the round of 16 up to up to the final eight teams so i'm really excited to see how it all plays out i'm excited to see the rest of the teams who qualify and get past their opponents and it's going to be a pretty hectic uh you know eight teams that are going to be in here and that this tournament is going to keep keep on heating up so I'm, I'm really excited i'm really excited too uh for this uh the rest of the tournament we, gonna, we have the corner five finals coming up at the end of the week uh we already know six of the teams that are going to be there we know croatia who actually who won against japan in penalty by penalty kick so they actually went past the 90 minutes one to one and then they have to go to penalty t- kicks where croatia won three to one so they were able to advance there but i think croatia's in for a bad one because the way brazil looked today against south korea they looked unbeatable against south korea and south korea is a good team you know they, they're a ta- they're a talented team that uh plays offense really well at least their defense at least against brazil is awful like i saw players not players not being able to run back uh neymar and the rest of them absolutely just scorching their poor goalie like it was like you had a bunch of one-on-one there wasn't even like a lot of setup kicks it was just one-on-one neymar and the rest of them just doing their nasty footwork past south korea players and just scoring on them it was it was they look great so i'm a little worried for croatia and then you also got you know messi versus the netherlands i I know it's argentina but basically i as a casual i just see it as messi 
Messi's team. Messi's team against the Netherlands. Netherlands look, look good against the U.S. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to look against Argentina, who's always a good candidate to win um, the World Cup and always a good candidate to go far. And then I got my, and then I got two teams. This is going to be, the I feel like, the best matchup of the quarterfinals, no matter who wins between, you know, Morocco, Swiss, uh, Spain, Portugal, all that. I'm excited for England versus France. I think those are two of the top teams in the World Cup. You can, in my opinion, I could argue they're like top three. I think it's them. I think it's like, I really think it's them and, uh, you know, Brazil, maybe Spain, but, you know, I, th- I think the top, top, uh, top three teams are facing each other in the quarterfinals. Nick, do you agree? Or who do you have like, as like a favorite to win the World Cup? Who do you think is going to take it over? I don't have really a favorite in the, in the World Cup predictions, but I will say this. I do have a lot of faith in, in both, actually both teams that I think are going to, that are going to play, right? Uh, I believe the, the Netherlands are going to play Argentina, right? And then uh, yeah. Croatia is going to play Brazil. So, you know, I, I think that Brazil and the Netherlands are two teams that I have really faith in. I think uh, you hit the nail right on the head. I think that France and, and England, um, I feel like whoever comes out of that might actually be the favorite to win the entire thing. Those are two clubs that have, you know, really established themselves as great, um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, England is, as many, you know, English people like to point out the birthplace of football, as like the most of them like to point out, and, you know, the most traction or viewership in, in soccer leagues or football leagues really goes to the Premier Leagues in England. So, you know, they like to credit themselves with starting and popularizing football. But, um, you know, France, obviously, I believe they either won, I think they won the, they won the World Cup or they won the Euro a couple of years ago. No, they won, I think Italy won the Euro. Euro. Italy won the Euro. And and in the number of years, uh, France won the World Cup. So, you know, obviously both these clubs are fantastic, um, you know, as as world contenders. But I feel like, not to ramble too much about that, but out of those two clubs, I feel like those will be the, whoever comes out of that matchup will be the favorite to win it all. But I'm not ready to put any bets on if that will actually happen. But I'm just saying they're probably the favorite. Let me ask you about betting real quick, because I know quite a few people who have been betting serious money on the world cup are you one of these people who've been betting on the world cup or is that something you just are not willing to do at the moment all right let, let's see let me, I, I, I'll, I'll let it all uh, you and all the viewers on a little exclusive of, of uh sir nicholas and what he likes to do with his betting time right all right so here's the thing so i don't really bet a whole lot i usually when i when i go on on bets and stuff like that i usually go on like fan duel and i like to do like some of like the five dollar bets and try to get outcomes where you know like something some crazy outcome that will pay out well but but uh you don't have to spend that much money for it to cash out i know chanel you are you place a lot of bets especially in your american football life i know you place some bets especially on like some of the games with the giants and everything like that and you know that because we talked about it off camera and on camera but i mean in terms of the world cup i i'm a very casual fan man like i i i i'm a very casual like like you know um like like a football fan so i can't really say that you know one of the world teams are going to certainly be the other you know upsets happen in american football all the time but in that sort of football like you can't really predict i mean if i was a betting man i'd probably be losing right now because i had germany going a long way because i that was a team i was going to ride and the fact that they lost in the group stages to japan uh was just really you know like if i if i bet money on that i would have hated myself but you know like i i just i i don't know unless you follow my advice would be for all the viewers here unless you follow you know international sports such as football like this at a consistent level and if you know who could be a, a good betting favorite or who could be an underdog uh you know bet that you think you could that could could win in advance in the either in this round of 16 or into the or into the uh final eight then by all means go do it but if you are, you know, if you are a casual fan, if you are looking to make a crazy bet, uh, I would hold my breath on that one. That's just my. Opinion. I mean, just to get into the, like the betting thing a little more, I just kind of want to say how I also bet. I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of like Nick um, when it comes to like betting on mainly American, again, primarily American football is what I bet on. Um, it's just kind of like the easiest thing to bet on for me because it's not like it's not there's no it, games aren't happening. Like in the NBA or the MLB, it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes with what's going on because there's games all the time. With the NFL, NFL's twice a week on Thursday and then mainly definitely on Sunday. So like on Sunday, I usually, you know, do bets and I like to do like pretty high stake bets. So I like to do uh, you know, best are at least like at least plus three hundred bets. Those are the kind of bets I like to do. Uh I like to do like low money, high cash out. So like that's why you know you heard me talking about me betting on the score of the Giants game before or 
I almost bet on the Giants game this uh week, but thankfully I didn't. Thankfully I did not bet on that because boy would I have would I have been wrong, and boy was that unexpected. But we'll dive into that later. Uh, but yeah, as far as the World Cup goes, I know a lot of people in my office um who bet a lot on these games. They they're kind of self-proclaimed uh World Cup experts, but not me. Just not just not something I'm gonna. I feel like I can't do right now. The casual fan. Uh, hey, but the way Brazil looks, that might not be a bad bet. If you if I if you were to bet on football right now, I would say Brazil is a team to really watch out for. Um, as far as like a team that can put up points and really and really you know get in the other teams, you know definitely attempt a lot of shots. I feel like that. I feel like Brazil's that exciting team for me. Um, in that regard, so I'm excited for that. Now, Nick, I want to ask you another question, just because I'm just gonna ask like a lot of casual questions. As a casual fan, I'm gonna ask a lot of casual questions to my boy Nick and the rest of y'all on the West Neck. You know, y'all always are welcome to tune in and answer. And if, also, by the way, I didn't I didn't ever mention this. Uh, I want to do something where you know we can have one of y'all on, and you know, at least for a segment, y'all have one of y'all on for like a segment of a show uh that we do on the West Next podcast. It's it's something I was thinking about just casually. So no announcement yet, but I'm gonna let y'all in on a little something that I am thinking about. That I but, also second that idea. Nick also second. There you go. Yeah, I think it's likely to have but i will announce when now but back, but back to me not rambling and actually asking nick a question here nick when you watch the world cup when you watch football right when you watch football do you find the game exciting or do you find the game boring that was like a heavy debate topic amongst um you know actually the people actually the people that you know um me justin and uh Rennell, it was like a big it's like a big discussion and also in south in the south jersey discussion group of world cup like is soccer boring or exciting to watch well so first before i get my analysis i would like to know actually what did the south jersey group say so it's 50 50 that's why i'm asking man like i i think i think soccer is exciting to watch i'm i'm of the i'm of the opinion that soccer is very exciting to watch it's just hard to know know all the players because i feel like there's so few stars in soccer that is or football whatever you want to call it that it sometimes ruins the attraction of it having so few stars but at the same time i do believe that just watching soccer casually if you didn't know anything about soccer it's exciting to watch i think it's something that can hook you in um especially when teams like brazil are so fun to watch and do such fantastic celebrations and all that stuff i think they're going in the right direction in terms of you know doing a lot of showmanship for the league um okay i agree with you in your assessment i i do think that 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 football is really exciting to watch i mean obviously i wouldn't be uh, you know even as a casual fan i don't think i would have been a fan of it period if i didn't think it was at least entertaining I think that we can all agree on that. If you have to be a, at least a fan of something, whether it be casual, hardcore, you can only really call yourself a fan as if you can watch a game, especially like a, like a, like a sports fan. You have to be a sports fan. You have to, you have to watch like at least a game all the way through and can say to yourself, wow, that was not boring. That was a good, good thing. Obviously, there will be boring matches of American football. It happens all the time. But, you know, um, the question is, is, do you still tune in to watch it or do you still continue to watch it? I can, I have my limits with, with, uh, with, uh, you know, football international that, you know, it's primarily a game that, you know, n- not a lot it goes on in comparison to the NFL. And what I mean is that, like, you have, you know, you have special teams, you have offense, you have defense, you have interceptions, fumbles, you know, tackling, you know, it's, it's a lot of things differently that compares to, our football to there however it's still a very entertaining game to watch especially when you get to see i think the most the most fun i I get from watching football is when i get to see you know people running down the wing they're diving defenders they're making people miss they nutmeg people like like between the legs nutmeg and then you know uh like slides yellow cards red cards those are all really exciting parts of the game penalty kicks uh you know a sidekick arm are like you know it's just a lot of like good things that that come from you know watching uh that kind of football and you know i don't really find myself getting bored with it a good chunk of i think the most boring is probably when the score is still zero zero and you're kind of waiting for one of the teams to score and it doesn't really happen that's i think some of the most boring you could probably get with the sport but in my opinion it's it's there's not really a whole 
lot that could that could make me say it's boring. So I'm of the opinion to be like it's very entertaining. I it's be, it'll take a lot for me to get bored of so, of uh, soccer. Or- I definitely hear you. I feel like I appreciate the art of sports. Like any sport that I could see there's the real art form to it, or you know just appreciation for the true athleticism or the true conditioning of the athletes. Like so, I I will say this as someone who played for his middle school soccer. Uh, soccer's hard as shit. That might like it might be the hardest sport I ever played. And I play quite a few sports. Soccer might be the hardest. And I think it's obviously it's because of the elite level conditioning you need to have in order to play soccer. Um, but yes, I think I think just because of my experience playing soccer on that end, I have a high appreciation for it. So I can really watch it and enjoy it. Like it's easier to enjoy sports that you played before. Like for me, I can't appreciate baseball the same as I do a soccer uh because i never play base so it's just so for me like if i had to put that comparison for example i would say soccer is exciting for me over a sport like baseball but it doesn't mean i don't appreciate baseball it's just any sport that i was able to play i'm a little more excited about i you know enjoy a little more because i can appreciate what's what's put what is put into it you know what i'm saying and then finally uh we're about to wrap up the time we're going to talk about the world cup because we we must dive into the nfl this week but before we do nick i got a question for you if we were to play soccer who would win would i dust you on the soccer i think you would dust me i'm not gonna lie i think you would dust me um because i mainly play defense i rarely ever i don't think i think in during my entire soccer youth i think i only scored the goal once and that was pretty much because they've all i've always played left, and i i haven't ever really gone as a striker at all uh not even like center i played center once maybe that was kind of it but like center field once but that was kind of it i'm sorry not center i mean midfield but i mean i think you'd probably dust me especially if you were a striker i, I actually was now speaking <laughs> Because <laughs> striker, because Nick's Nick's girlfriend's in the background of the show, and she just pointed to herself. Can you beat Athena on the soccer? Uh, well, first of all, she can't run as fast as I can. I definitely have more stamina than her, so yes, I would say in all in all in all likelihood, I'd probably you know dust her on the soccer. Athena, you are allowed to say one thing. You can <laughs> record podcast. Please, please, please say something uh, not as crazy. Oh, that was false. That that was it. <laughs> okay. Right. She doesn't really talk a big game. I, but you know. <laughs> She she she's welcome to try. She's welcome to try. Here we go. That was. <laughs> right, and be she's giving me the middle finger. Viewers, I'm so sorry for when we go when we eventually. I I Chanel. I know me and you would like to eventually go to a camera format. I would really really wouldn't like to do that if my girlfriend's on the. She is going to show. We have to censor at least half the show if we did that. Absolutely. Again, we do. People don't think we have to worry about you know explicit content and everything. Yes, the hell we do. You know, obviously. It's obviously we're allowed to curse on our podcast, but there's certain things I know it's, I said it's unedited, but if there's certain things that are said that just can't be put in the general public, we can't post it. And no, and I'm a little concerned. If Athena got on the podcast, I would be a little concerned about that. That would be a lot of extra work for me. A lot of extra editing for you. A lot of extra editing. I would not like that at all. But <laughs> but you know what? Forget forget all that. Let's get into football. The main thing that we do on this podcast, and this was a hell of a week. Week 13 of the NFL season. Only four more weeks to go after this. After the, I can't talk. After the regular season. That's just how excited I am. We're four, we have only four weeks left to go. And we just finished week 13. You know, we're starting to get an idea of who's in contention, who's not in contention, who's in, who's out i mean i mean our the eagles are officially in right so the e- the eagles are officially in so we have our first team that actually we know for a fact is going to be in the playoffs so congratulations to the philadelphia eagles uh which is fun for me as a south jersey kid or at the south jersey man online kid uh so i'm happy about that nick are you happy about that well my brother's an eagles fan so i, I would assume i'm happy for the eagles uh yeah what's it called it's, it's, it's really exciting to see them and the way that jalen hurts has matured as a quarterback how that entire group is synergized by nick Sirianni. Yeah, incredibly stoked. What up? Absolutely, absolutely, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Eagles. I'm excited for the playoffs. And let's, you know, let's dive into this shit. We have a lot to talk about here. And Nick, I want to start with, I want to start with a New York team. I want to start with the Jets and the Vikings. As I was able to watch a lot of that game. Uh, even though I was at Giant Stadium, um, all that MetLife uh, yesterday, I was able to watch quite a bit of the Jets and Vikings. Boy, what a hell of a game. Uh, and the Vikings just sneaked out a victory against the New York Jets, which I don't know how to feel about that. Nick, how do you feel about that? 
Well, I went into this game thinking, all right, if there was any upset of the week game, excuse me, for the for for a team with a slightly less win percentage over a team that's probably like a perennial like two or three in the in the seeding, it was the Jets. I feel like the Jets had a well. First of all, let's just dive into it right now. The Jets had multiple multiple opportunities to win the game. They were in the red zone. Yeah, I think a total of like eight times, eight seven or eight times they were in the red zone. And you know, I I, I know now. Listen, I. I know that 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 uh mike white did not play a very good game yesterday and he was one of the reasons why he dug you into this hole jet however i would also like to point this if this was zach wilson and i don't even think you guys get the 10 if i'm being completely honest so already i think he's, he's a little bit of a he's obviously a little bit of a improvement over zach wilson but the but the the thing still remains is that like I mean, come on. That red zone offense was absolute. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the OCs for the Jets uh, is LaFleur's brother, Matt, uh, Matt LaFleur's brother. Um, I mean, he needs to do a better job of, of scheming. Mike White needs to do a better job of protecting the football and making sure he doesn't make a dumb read or a dumb play. Um, and then, I mean, kudos to the Vikings D for not letting them into the end zone. I mean, it's something that has to be admired on their part. But I think the Jets should have won this, should have won this game. I know Rex Ryan on ESPN was very happy even with the outcome of them losing but you know i just this goes to show that this jets team has a lot more fight than you think it that they have in them and they're just not going to go down and i i'm actually still very optimistic about the jets future. i'm still optimistic about the jets future i think this actually did more well didn't do good for them because they lost the game and this was a key game for every game is a key game for the jets at this point uh considering right now they are seven and six uh, yeah they are yeah sorry seven and five they're seven and five right in the right in the mix uh of the hunt and just outside the playoffs and everything so every game's crucial for them and, and these are games that even though you expect them to lose against the vikings at this point when they had like you said they had about seven eight chances in the red zone and didn't capitalize on enough of them which i think more so leads to just the inexperience of um mike white who in his defense he threw he threw 57 times you know he threw 57 times but never threw it in the never threw a touchdown unfortunately for him uh it's a lot of pressure on a guy like mike white you know he had a he had a great game his first game because people weren't expecting him people didn't have enough film on him and now you get and now you go against a good vikings team and i don't think he did a bad job to be honest I don't think like a lot of people were criticizing uh, Mike White this game. I don't think he did a bad job at all. I really think it comes down to it's a tough situation um, for a guy like that to be against a tough defense like the Minnesota Vikings in such a high pressure game when you don't have the experience. And ultimately, the Vikings survived. And I, and I mean it when I said they survived the Jets at in their home, uh, which is problematic for the Vikings uh, when it comes down to them against the best teams because they they don't have room to survive uh, when they face you know the Buffalo. Bill, sorry, when they faced the San Francisco 49ers, they don't have room to survive. When they faced Philadelphia Eagles, the top teams in the NFC, NFC, they don't have room to survive. So that's a little concerning on their end. That's kind of the main takeaway I had from that game. Now, Nicholas, let's also dive into another New York team. I was personally there for this game in the box seat. We had a freaking tie between the Jets and the Commanders. Both teams had uh, both have possible fourth quarter game winning fourth quarter drive that they both blew, and they also had uh overtime drive that they could have had in overtime, and they messed that up. And unfortunately, it came down to a missed field goal, a tough field goal by the way. They had to kick it from the logo, so that's a very difficult uh kick. So don't blame the kicker too much. We ended in a tie, and this is gonna be crucial in the NFC East playoff race because people are possibly saying all four teams can make it. I'm not sure if this hurts or helps um either of them. What do you think, Nick? So, I, I, Chanel, I know it's been a long couple of weeks for you, but it, it, it wasn't the Jets and the Commanders because we just finished talking about them. It was the Giants and, and the Commanders. Oh, yeah. Did I say Jets? My bad. Giants. <laughs> Giants. Athena and was like the Jets and the Commanders. <laughs> anyway, yeah. and then also we noticed on Instagram that you were you took your Miami and you went to you went to you went to the game like that. Um, I guess shout outs to you for repping your team in Jersey, but you know always stay loyal to your team, stay loyal to your people. Anyway, to get to to your question or get to my thoughts on it, I believe I looked at an ESPN statistic that said if if uh the Jets no sorry I, now you got me thinking about the Jets if you if you, the Giants or the Commanders won this game their playoff chances would be around eighty percent right if any of them lost and if they if whoever the ones who lost the game 
their playoff chances would be down to, I think, believe 40 or 38% chance, right? But then somebody in the comments is like, well, what if they tie? And I have the, the actually, their, their statistics right now, they both tied. So as it stands right now, the Giants have a 50% chance of making the playoffs right now. So they're exact 50. And the Commanders have a... 69% chance of making the playoffs. Great, great number too. But I mean, there was a lot of, you know, uh, moments in this game where defense won. There was lots of moments in this game where you were actually really proud of Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones. They both made really starting quarterback plays this game. I can't really fault them for making a lot of decisions. Hey, what do you I think mean Daniel Jones... Quarterback plays? That's a little rude to Daniel Jones. Well, I mean... A little rude to Daniel Jones. Don't you all agree? I feel like that's I don't really rude. think so because Daniel Jones has always been on the fence for the last couple of years and I, I, he's been playing decently well this this year um i'm still not ready to call him the de facto starter of the giants just yet but he has been doing well I, i'll say he has been doing well i mean even heineke did well heineke is a backup who you know when he's called upon the commanders just win i mean look he was the only one who gave the eagles their first loss and he made some pretty good plays this, um in order for them to, to help win the game and you know heineke is just uh, a, a you know a decent starter a really good backup in the league and you know daniel jones is a fringe starter and, and you know like someone who people don't have a lot of faith in but you know has definitely starter capabilities and he's shown it throughout the last couple of you know weeks in the nfl and they both played like daniel jones was insane completion percentages and heineke made all the throws so props to them you know i still have a pretty i think there's, there's still pretty good odds for all the all four of these to make the uh to make the playoffs but i will say this though because Seattle is slowly creeping back on the door of either... Well, now that, that Jimmy Garoppolo is, has, is now gone, the Seattle Seahawks can now make or break the decision to A, win the NFC West, or B, get into one of the wild cards. So Seattle has now positioned themselves in in, in that uh, you know area. Now. So who knows what will happen? I feel like it's going to come down to either the Giants or the Commanders taking the sixth wild card spot and I think it's going for the NFC. And I think that that last wild card spot will be honestly a fight between the Giants, the uh, the Giants, the Commanders, whoever it may be, the Giants, Commanders, the Niners, and the Seahawks. Because someone needs to fit into some place, someone needs to lose, and that's the situation that we're going to go in. So yeah, for this game, for me, good effort by both teams. It really, honestly, comes down to the playoff spots at this point in the year. So that's what we're all going to be wanting, at least for me. All right, and I want I want I want this to be quoted uh, for future references. Are you saying that it's gonna between it's gonna be between the Jets? I mean, sorry, ah, the Giants and the Commanders on who gets that final wild card spot? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think. No, I don't want to say it's between the Giants and the Commanders. I think I think that either the Giants or the Commanders will take. Okay, let's say for the let's say for the the sake of argument, for me to explain my scenario, right? The sake of argument, I'll say this, right? Let's say that the Commanders make the sixth wild card, right? That would well, mean seven. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Let's just say that they make the sixth, right? Okay. For the seventh, that would mean if the Giants are still in it, right? It would either be between the Giants uh, and maybe whoever is sitting at the bottom of the NFC West. I'm mean, sorry, sorry, the second of the NFC West. So it'd be probably between the Niners if they can if they can hold on to the division with Brock Purdy at quarterback or the or the Seattle Seahawks I feel like it is, it's going to be either between if you had to ask me today I think it would be between the Giants and the Niners to who gets the last wild card spot I think that the I think honestly think that Seattle is going to find their way back into the division lead and then after that I think that they're going to overpass uh, 49ers and I think that the 49ers and the Giants were, will probably fight for the last wild card spot that's just my guess but you know this is the NFL and you know it's the biggest you know who knows what's going to happen from week so we'll see what happens but i'm just going to go out on a limb and say right now it's probably going to come down between the niners and the giants for the, that final playoffs i actually disagree with you i actually think all i if i had to guess right now i think all 14 um from the nfc eat the wild make the playoffs because you gotta look at the i do because you gotta look at the competition you seattle's really the only viable team outside of the commanders and the giants that have a chance at the wild card spot you know because you, th you look at the rest of the teams that aren't division leaders like outside the vikings the rest of those teams are below 500 teams and not playoff caliber teams at this point, you know uh i mean i know the lions are doing well right now but i don't think they're a playoff team 
And then you got, I mean, the Falcons are on a two uh, two game losing. They're fighting for the NFC South, just like the Bucks are tonight. You gotta, you better hope they're five hundred. And then you got a lot of four and eight teams, like Carolina four and eight. The Super Bowl champs are three and nine. Like I just don't think there's enough competition outside of those two teams, the Giants and the Commanders, besides the Seahawks, that are going to make it. I feel like. You, I feel like the NFC is kind of easy to determine as far as the playoff spot as of right now because I, you kind of know who the top seven teams are pretty distinctly. Okay, okay. So let me ask you then: Who do you think, in prediction wise, right? Let's 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 if you had to predict it, who who would be one to seven on your list right now in the NFC? Who makes the playoffs? Not talking about right now. Who makes the playoff for you? Am I doing it in order or just saying the teams? Like like one to four, as in the division leaders, and then and then and then like the last who are not division leaders but have the best record. If I had to predict, I would say Eagles, Vikings. I'm gonna say 49ers, the Bucks. And then I'll go ahead and say Cowboys. I would say the Seahawks. Ooh, you know what? You might. You know you what? Did, but didn't you? But see, didn't you just I say that? Didn't you just say that the East would make the playoffs. The whole them would even make. I still playoffs? think it's. I still think it's possible. I still think it's possible because at the end. No, of the it time, is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying you can't count out either the Niners or the Seahawks because listen. As much as we like to shit on uh, on um, Kyle Shanahan for not having Jimmy Garoppolo as a good quarterback and his record without him. You've seen what he can do with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard and whoever can come into his quarterback room. Maybe Brock Purdy just has to do enough for them to make the playoffs and keep the division. You know what I mean? Or just make the wild card. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I can't really count out Kyle Shanahan and those those plethora of offensive weapons. I'm not counting them out. I, I think they win the division. I, I still think they win. I'm, I'm counting. I'm, I'm possibly counting out the Seahawks. And I'm actually probably going to go ahead and do it. Because, I mean, look at their, look at their schedule, the final five games. They have to face the Panthers. I think they can beat the Panthers, but that's not a guaranteed win because they're de- they have a tough defense. The Panthers still do. You got to face the 49ers on Thursday night. That's a tough game for them. You got to face the Chiefs. I feel like that's an L. You got to face the Jets. That's not easy. And then you have a division rival against the Rams. The Rams might not be the best team, but they're still division rivals and they're still a talented team. And Matt Stafford might be back. I'm not maybe, or actually, you know what? Probably not. They'll probably just sit him out. Honestly, or at least that would be the best option. Uh, well, 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 hold on. Well, what's the what's the what's the Niners schedule? Are? I believe that they that they we they play us next week. They play the Bucks next. Week. Then they play the then they play the Seahawks, as you said. They play the Commanders, and honestly, that could really be a you know what. The Raiders have been getting better as the weeks have going on, and I think that they beat the. But you know, they don't really have that tough of a schedule. They don't have. I mean, they have a less a less load on their schedule than the than the Seahawks. I agree, but I don't know. I guess it just comes down to yeah. See, see, just my prediction. I think it comes down to one of the West teams versus one of the East for the last playoff slot. Well, well, too, because you know what? What I did was probably discount the Cowboys. Forget that the Cowboys aren't winners of their division because they're so damn good. But, but, they'll, but they'll for sure get the five seed. Easily. They'll get the five seed. But you're, you're right in terms of I don't know who gets that six and seven. Uh, it, I think, it honestly, it could go down, again, one major injury, just like the Jimmy Garoppolo injury could ruin the whole entire thing. Like if, for example, Saquon Barkley gets hurt for the Giants, I'm ruling the Giants out. You know, yeah. I think. Or, like, if, hell, I'll give him credit. If Geno Smith is hurt, I'm ruling the uh, Seahawks out. That's that's it, fair. That's fair. It, I, it, I trust it, I trust Geno more than Drew Locke. Absolutely. It really is so it's so neck and neck. That's what's going to make the NFC. Because I, I kind of hope that all the NFC teams make it uh, for some reason. I don't know why I do. But I, I want to see I want to see at least the Giants make it uh, just for just for the New York experience and everything. Not that they're going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion, but, you know. It'll be nice to see them in the playoffs one time. I I really want to see Seattle in it. I really want to see like all of the all, all of like the, the the faces of everybody who said that that Russell was never going to that that no one was going to live up to Russell and Gino was going to be a bad quarterback and to see every single person like a slap in their face to their prediction. I think it'd be so fun. You know what? You might. You know what? You're right. Honestly, and, I can, I can yeah. root for all these teams. Do you remember when we did the predictions and I said Seattle and Detroit were not going to be as bad as you think? I I stand by what I said. <laughs> I stand by what I said, and I think I made a pretty good prediction. You did not predict Seahawks to be a playoff team, but to be I fair, didn't. I didn't. Do, I, did, I, I said they'd be fourth, but I didn't. I said they wouldn't be as bad as they thought they. And I'm pretty sure I exceeded my expectations. You exceeded your expectations, absolutely. All right, but speaking, you know what? Let's let's speak of the Seahawks because they had a game-winning drive uh, at the end of the game against the Chargers, who are also, or sorry, not they didn't they didn't have. A, 
sorry, against the Rams, their division rival. They beat the Rams in the fourth quarter and outlast uh the four and outlast the Super Bowl champs. And they are now seven and five. They get back in the win, win column after two straight after two losses prior to this game. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but let's talk more so about the game. What do you think of this? Um, well, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Which game were we talking about? My bad. I was looking. I was looking at the playoff record. Nick. Sorry, I was looking at the. Play, I was looking at the playoff. I'm really, I'm really distracted by the playoffs, right? The NFC is really heating up, man. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about it too. But let's talk about Seahawks versus the Rams. Geno Smith, game-winning drive. He he won it in the fourth quarter. Very played. Cl- not only played well, but played clutch against the Rams, the Super Bowl champs, and they won 27-23. What were your thoughts on that game? Oh, yeah. I was really surprised that the Rams did as good as they did in this game. Like, I, I had to give it to them. I really thought that the Rams have always been dead, dead in the water this season, even with Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford has been one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I am not going to shy away from that. But I... I've always gotten on his case for having more interceptions and touchdowns. And I think that that still stood as he went into IR, this effectively ending his. So, um, listen, my thing is, you know, Walford can only really do as much with the team. Their defense is obviously going to give you a hell of a battle and they will keep you in these matchups. But at the end of the day, I mean, Seattle just needed, needed a, I, I was waiting for them to get back into the, okay, we need to kick it into high gear. We lost our, uh, our first round, um, not first round, excuse me. They, we lost our first, uh, you know, place lead in the division, and they were. And Pete was kind of like, "All right, Gino, get the boys ready. We're in high gear. We need to, we need to do." And uh, this was the game where they finally got back to it, and I'm happy for them. And you know, the Rams aren't going anywhere. They still got their good defense. Uh, you know, who knows what they'll smell for them next season, or how bad Stafford's injury will linger on to next. Season. But uh, you know, their 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 team there is officially done and you know the Seahawks are moving on that's really all I could really say and just going back to their whole NFC playoff predictions which I was distracted by it's just kind of like it kind of furthers them just like with the Giants and the Commanders game this is all really about playoffs right now where it's crazy we're already talking about playoff implications this early and I think we still have like five more weeks of regular season football it's yeah. an exciting it's exciting time to be a NFL fan it really is absolutely and we haven't even oh sorry we haven't even dived into the AFC yet do you hear me yeah there we go yeah we haven't even dived into the AFC playoff picture so let's briefly dive into one of the games that have a major impact on the AFC playoff picture. The Dolphins and the 49ers, two playoff viable teams. Or sorry, I, I'm messing up. Well, it does dive into it. The Dolphins are hopefully a playoff team. This doesn't help, um, but they did lose to the San Francisco 49ers 33-17. Uh, Nick, I'll, I'll t- let me take this one over. Let me take this one over. Yeah, go go ahead, because I'm pretty sure you have something to say about Mr. Tua. But I, before you go off, I would like to say he did face a really good he face one of the best defense in the NFL. I'll I'll give I'll give him credit. It's so you know what I'm actually not gonna be as critical of the Dolphins as you think I will. Okay. I'm more here's where I'm more so critical of them. I'm more so critical of them on the defensive side. Because look, Tua to to have a great game, not at all. I, I'm not saying he had a bad game, but he definitely didn't have a good game and he definitely didn't play well in the second half when uh I think it was important for him to really show a lot of people that he is as good as he is in the second half. What this showed to me about Tua before I dive into the defense is that he the he is a good quarterback, but all this MVP talk and all this, you know, Tua for MVP, Tua for offensive player of the year, it, I I thought it was ridiculous when I was hearing it and this legitimizes it even more that that's ridiculous. He's a good quarterback, he's doing a good job right now, but let's calm down. You know, he still had we we still haven't really faced extremely tough defenses and we got a little taste of what it was like here be it we you know Jalen Waddle was hurt for the majority of the game and that hurt us quite a bit to not have him there uh but hopefully he's okay it sounds like he'll be fine and you know be ready to play next week uh so hopefully you know it was just a game injury and we're just being conservative with him could be the very important part of our off now let's dive into our defense the Dolphins defense where we let Brock Purity play pretty damn well against us especially in the passing game um which bothered the shit out of me we miss Byron Jones severely. Uh, Xavier Howard is a solid number one. He's not a great number one. He's a solid number one right now. Uh, although he had the interception, uh, we also gave up a lot of big passing plays and not having our second best corner has shown to hurt us a lot throughout the season. Um, and we don't have a lot of good cover, you know, safeties and a lot of co- good cover linebackers. And now it's exposed as well in this game. Uh, you know, we have great run stoppers. We faced a tough run. We faced a tough run 
running game and uh, Christian McCaffrey and Jordan Mason, and I thought we did a pretty good job against them. Um, but unfortunately, when it comes to our passing game, that's our main struggle. Uh, we just don't have the talent right now to really do well against the passing game or to, or honestly proper coaching. I, I'm honestly, after this season, no matter what happens, my defense, I feel like our defensive coordinator uh, should be on the hot seat, in my opinion. Uh, he, yeah, he really needs to be on the hot seat. I'm not saying fire him. I'm not going to go that far quite yet, but he, he definitely next season needs to step up his game big time or else he should be. We are too talented defensively to be as disappointing as we are. So uh, Josh Boyer, step your fucking game up uh, as a defensive coordinator because you're on the chopping blocks, my friend. And at least in my eyes, you're on the chopping blocks. We need to be a lot better, especially against the pass. Uh, hopefully, I'm not sure when Byron Jones is coming back or if he's coming back uh, this season, but if he is, we need him badly and we need him to be the Byron Jones that we saw in Dallas. And then also our linebackers need to get a lot better in you know, the cover game because it's sometimes brutal to watch. Uh, Roberts especially is brutal to watch um, in the passing game. Great great on the running game, but the passing game ugh, is, is disturbing sometimes to watch him try to run with these guys. Nick, do you have any thoughts on the game before I you know, move on and forget about this one and try to move on to our Sunday night football game later on. Listen, man, I think that you hit the nail right on the head. Just really quick thoughts. I think that you should absolutely right. Your your defensive coordinator should be on the hot seat. You've been tooting your horn about it all year about how disappointed you are about the D. I'm really proud of you this year. You gave Tua his flowers. And even right now, even when you can punish Tua, you are not doing that. And you are sticking with your, with your own, you know, kind of analysis and saying that listen this is still on the defense i mean you can't you, I, I understand how good you know the weapons are for for the niners but you can't play like that defensively when their starting quarterback goes out that i mean you just can't you know what i mean like you can't lose to mr irrelevant the, the he is their third string chanel you know what i mean and then yeah brock Purdy played a good game but no absolutely absolutely you should be very 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 upset with your defensive coordinator and you guys need to get better with this you know obviously as you guys go into into uh you know the month of december and into january so i feel like you know this needs to be corrected sooner rather than later uh and if you guys have an early exit i think you guys end up our, our easy playoff team and i think you guys if you guys have an early exit then there needs to be some changes and some firings made to this coaching staff that's pretty much all i have to add. absolutely and you know, you I want to say we're an easy playoff team, but as you but as we talked about, there's still five games left left in this season, and unlike the NFC, there's quite a bit of competition in the AFC. There's quite a there's quite a few teams that are right on our tail. Two of them being in our division. Uh, I mean, obviously we can still beat the Buffalo Bills. Um, so actually technically three, but you also have we also have to be worried about the Chargers, uh, who we face next week, and hopefully we can beat them. The Raiders are looking a lot better. They've been they won their last three, and they look like they are returning back for him uh deshaun watson and the uh browns we're gonna get into them next but they aren't out they are not out the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't out at all like there's some tennessee's you know i think tennessee had their division i'm not really worried about tennessee but there's some there's some teams in the afc especially in the north and west that we got and our own division that we gotta be quite concerned about still like unlike the nfc i feel like it's a lot harder to determine who's gonna make the playoffs in the afc so we have to we have a lot to think about. So we so our those every game for us is extremely important. And losing like that to a team that was a really a 50-50 shot cannot happen. So hopefully we figure it out uh next week. But speaking of you know figuring things out, a team that's gonna have to figure a lot of stuff out is the Cleveland Browns. They won their game against the Tennessee Titans. I mean not the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans 27 to 14. Deshaun Watson's returned to the NFL after 700 days. And he uh he played like he hadn't played football in 700 days to be fair to him um i wasn't for me i wasn't expecting uh more than this to be honest uh nick i want to know your thoughts uh about deshaun watson's return to the nfl and what you thought of play on the field and then in general the rips uh just the reception i mean listen i mean he, he looked he looked rough out there uh don't get me wrong he did uh i was really enjoying the chant that said no means no that the crowd chanted halfway through the game. That was pretty funny. Um, but listen, we knew that he was going to be rusty. He looked rusty when he even was in that preseason game a while back. So it's not like anybody was just going to immediately going to just think, oh, he's just going to be the Deshaun Watson of Deshaun Watson. I don't think a single person on this earth thought that he was going to look like his old, old self stepping back onto the field for almost like, so, you know, that's just not, not something that you see every day in the NFL. But um, as far for their win, I think that they had a lot of, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that they had two defensive touchdowns in this game. They're, they're 
their defense really yeah, kind of no, they had a defensive touchdown and then a, I think a kick return touchdown. I'm oh, sorry, kick return. So special teams and, de- and defense. One special team touchdown, one defense. So let's not make so much assumptions as if like all oh, the Browns are like back or anything like that, or they're gonna go on some magical win streak, not make the playoffs, but you know they'll do enough to give you faith that they'll do they'll they'll be in it next year, right? Now that's not what's happening right now. This is still a team with a lot of flaws, obviously offensively. Um, Deshaun's gonna have to be on the field for them to improve as an offense because he is your starter quarterback by hook or by crook because of that contract, and he just didn't look. I mean, he, they played well against like who who's really parading if you beat the Texans like this. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't giving any praise when the Eagles barely beat the Texans, so why are we giving praise to a, to, a, to an offense that barely scored against, like, offensively? You know what I mean? So, you know, there's nothing really much to add. Do the Browns need to have, you know, just a little bit, you know, I, I guess they, if, if anything, if there's some solace in this win is that they at least build confidence and they keep, keep continuing to build confidence this week after beating the Bucks last week and beating the Texans this week. At least it gives them some confidence that they can keep on a, a winning streak of winning games. So that's good for them them but you know um just kind of just analyzing this game from what it was texans are the worst team in the league easily and that's really all i have to say and speaking of teams who are playing like they want to compete for that position we got the broncos against the baltimore ravens and in a no offense but a bowling shoe ugly game uh the baltimore ravens got a touchdown in the fourth quarter uh tyler huntley uh ran in for the score kind of lamar jackson like he's kind of built like lamar jackson like if you didn't know football you would kind of think you would think that was lamar jackson just i guess you would think that lamar jackson just playing terror playing not like lamar jackson it's funny how similar they look in their built uh that was just something i observed and that was kind of funny um but and how they play kind of exactly the same but regardless of that fact that was just an observation i had the baltimore ravens survived this game they win without lamar jackson 10 to 9 they struggled on offense but they did enough to win their defense played well um or really what did the or really did they play well or the did the broncos just continue to suck losing four in a row and they're now three and nine again playing like they want to compete with the texans for the worst team in the league nick what are your thoughts you know i, I feel like this is um well let me just i think from lamar's injury if i'm not mistaken his it's a knee injury that i think is day-to-day so luckily for them if since they have playoff aspirations is that they um you know they don't like you know rush him back um to you also you well you think is you want to have lamar in there obviously because tyler huntley's pretty much a poor man's lamar jackson he's he looks like lamar he plays like lamar but obviously not at the level that lamar can because lamar is that type of quarterback however you uh you you do want to rest him a little bit because you know here's the thing like if you have playoff aspirations like how the how the ravens i think do then you want to at least make the playoffs you're definitely not going to get the one seed so you're not going to be in a bye but you want to at least be in an area where you're good enough and and your team is healthy enough to win a lot of games that's what i think what they should do their knee their knee injury to lamar i feel like should be handled with much care to the game the broncos offense i feel like i, I there was i read somewhere that they only averaged like like i i believe only like 16 points maybe 14 points a game which I think might be the worst in the entire NFL. Um, it's absolutely putrid offense, in my opinion. I think L- uh, Russell Wilson is ranked as one of the worst, I think at least top five worst quarterback formers this season with such a far drop. From, I think he only has like eight touchdowns this season, which is absolutely horrible for someone who started all game. And can I ask you this, Chanel? With, the, with this Russell Wilson hate, right? Because I know we had that whole thing, that whole report about like, oh, he threw a birth party and only half of the team showed up i mean like i think it's a little bit overboard right now i think the russ hate doesn't need to go that far is he cringy yes but i mean i feel like the hate doesn't have to go that far but you know i think what really everybody is starting to get off of the bandwagon for Russ is that like I think people just think he's fake I think that's what it is I think that people if you if you have an energy that is so like unauthentic and like some people think it's that because when he does all these damn subway commercials and everything it sounds like you're talking to like a like Siri or like a robot or something it doesn't sound like an actual human is saying these phrases like he says some crazy the craziest things and it's just like I guess people in my opinion I think the internet and everybody just thinks that he comes off as not authentic and just a fake personality and I think that's where the rust hate comes from and rightfully so right now because he is in a losing situation and losing obviously doesn't help your case when you act all cringy like this but i think that that's where i think all the hate comes from what are your you know i think this is a good time to address it honestly i think this is a good time to address a question that i know people probably are asking and 
want to know what the hell's wrong with Russell Wilson. How do you go from from Seattle Russell Wilson last year to whatever the hell this is of Russell Wilson uh, just on play alone? But I want to answer your question first about, you know, kind of the personality, if you want to call it issues with Russell. Again, I don't know the man. It's hard to call. It's hard to say whether this is authentic or not. Russell Wilson. I It doesn't seem like it. Uh, I can't imagine this is truly him. The cringy, overly optimistic Russell Wilson. I have a hard time believing that's him, but maybe it is him. And it's funny how so many of his teammates have been either very quiet or very critical of Russell. No, not a lot of people are jumping into his defense and even guys as high profile as Richard Sherman have gone out of their way to really criticize him, uh, you know, for him being kind of privileged on the Seahawks and everything, having, you know, much too much favor with Pete Carroll and all that and all that. So it's a hard situation. What I think is going on with Russell Wilson playing wise. I, I honestly think it's pressure. I don't, I think, I honestly think the pressure is too much for him. Uh, you know, that you trade all this draft capital for him. You give him this big contract when he hadn't stepped onto the field once um, for your team. And you, and then he has to adjust to a new situation and it's just too much for him. I really think this situation is just too much for him. And I don't see it getting any better with all the hate that's going, that's going with him and everything and, uh, and, and stuff that, that could possibly going be going into his personal life. So I think, uh, again, I think, a, I think a lot, I don't think it has anything to do, his poor play has anything to do with anything football related. I think it's all mental. I think it's 100% mental because let's be honest, he's the reason the Bronco that are as bad as they are right now. The, and you can see it in the, on the on the team in general. Corlin, you see Corlin's son on the uh, sideline. Like, have you seen the Corlin's son and Jerry Judy um, in that defense on the sideline? They look defeated at this point, especially Corden's son. He looks like he does not want to be there. He looks like he would rather be anywhere else, right? And that's just a vibe that I'm getting from the team. They don't want. They don't want him. They rather be anywhere else. They're not. I have a feeling they're probably not getting along with him, um, based on just the body language that I'm reading off the team. So it's an unfortunate situation for Russell. I feel partly. I feel bad for him because I know, or I don't. I don't know, but I could. I could sympathize with the fact that this is a lot for a person to handle. But when you are getting paid the amount of money that he is it's it's part of the job to handle stuff like this and unfortunately this is just something he can't handle i mean i, mean, I absolutely agree with that i mean i agree with your assessment i i, I think it, the pressure might be building to him too much i'll say this though and i said i said this before you traded so much draft capital to get a guy in a very tough division and i did not think i thought the broncos were going to get seven wins this season i thought they would easily be on the bottom of the division i didn't think it'd be this bad you know what i mean like we thought because mm-hmm. once i know I, I I messed up with it. I get that. But now the Raiders have surpassed. You know what I mean? Like, like that's crazy. I didn't think they'd be this bad. Like, and look at all the picks and draft capital they just gave to Seattle to go get. Like, tight end, backup quarterback. I mean, anything. I mean, it helps their team, right? I mean, even if you, even if Geno gets hurt, I mean, Drew is a definitely capable backup. So even that helps them. You know what I mean? They wasted so much draft capital. I'm not ready to go ahead and say this is the Herschel Walker trade, you know, for the, the Vikings trading, trading uh you know all their draft picks of the cowboys to get herschel walker and then the cowboys win three uh super bowls with that with all the draft capital they get but it's nothing like that as of now but all i'll say is that like it's looking like seattle got the best of in this it's really wild to, um, to see this unfold it really is and just because uh nick we're we're about to we hit over an hour on the podcast i'm just going to run through a couple games and then we're going to get to the big games nick obviously stop me if you have a uh, good analysis for any of these games thursday night the buffalo bills beat the uh patriots away on the road 24 to 10 the bills are now at the top of the afc east at nine and three and the patriots are now 500 team at six and six also we all also had another we also had the uh cow, not the cowboys the packers beat the bears 28 to 19 on the road Aaron Rodgers threw for a touchdown and did a good job justin fields returned to action after missing a week uh with injury didn't have the best game two interceptions um he did get a rushing touchdown 71 yards so that's always something uh the packers are now five and eight and the bears are now three and ten uh fighting for a top draft pick at this point i think it was safe to assume they're out uh 
the Lions win their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, dominating them 40 to uh, 14 at home. Now the Lions move to five and seven, which if they start playing really well, they, they could jump right back and jump into the playoff race if they really just start going off right now because they're on a win streak. And the Jaguars are now four and eight. Is it safe to say they're out, Nick? Yes or no? I mean, the Jags, I always kind of uh, assumed that they wouldn't be, uh, you know, that high in the race, but I think they're out at okay. this point. And then also, uh, the Chargers and the Ra- and the Raiders play. The Raiders are now on a three-game winning streak after defeating the Chargers 27 to 20. The Raiders are now five and seven, and the Chargers are six and six heading into their Sunday night football game against my Miami Dolphins. Justin Herbert, not bad, but I would say pretty pedestrian in this game. Uh, 335 yards, one touchdown, 28 to 47. Uh, Austin Eckler didn't do much this game, but you know who did do a lot? Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae. Devontae Adams. Adams went crazy. Eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns. He went off. Uh, so really good job by the Raiders. They look uh, reborn and everything. They look fantastic right now. And Nick, we cut cut this was really game of the week. We kind of have to talk about this, man. The Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs for a third straight time, 27 to 24. Nick, what were your thoughts on this? I mean, this you have, we have to talk about this because this is the game that put the Kansas City Chiefs now out out of the first seed. And now Buffalo now controls the first seed for the for the AFC. So if I was a Buffalo fan, I would be breaking at least to congratulate those Bengals uh, pushing them out. The Bengals uh, are obviously fighting for their own destiny just as well as, as their counterpart, the Ravens, are doing for the AFC North. I think that they are both easily teams i still am riding with my my prediction that the Bengals are the north um that being said uh i really the, the chiefs will be back uh i'm hoping that listen I, i'm not like a big hater of the chiefs but i just hate dynasties and i think if there's anything close to a dynasty in the nfl it, or anything that could be brewing into a dynasty it's definitely the it's definitely led by mahomes so i for, for the fact that i really do like the 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 uh the, the uh, bills i hope the bills hold on to that to that uh that first seed i will say this though i think that the, the, the chiefs have one of the easy i think they have the 31st or 32nd like hardest schedule in the league so they have one of the easiest schedules in the entire nfl going forward so they can easily weasel their way back into the first seed if the, the bills don't you know uh, don't end up winning winning all or ending off on a bad note but you know we'll we'll see we'll see what happens good win by the Bengals and joe burrow uh good win good good win by samaj p ryan because mixon mixon didn't play and samaj p ryan did his thing and he was a pretty good back so kudos to them good to that man and then finally, Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys versus the Colts. The Cow- It was a pretty close game um, in the beginning until the fourth quarter. What a fucking fourth quarter by the Dallas Cowboys, scoring 33 points in the fourth quarter, and it was all Cowboys that quarter. And in, in one quarter, it went from a close game to a dominant victory by the Cow- by the Cowboys, 54-19. to 19. They are now 9-3, and, and the Colts fall to 4-8-1. Eight, eight Nick, what are your thoughts? I mean... Uh, are we all kind of rethinking this Jeff Saturday decision? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, guys. I mean, he wasn't going to be a really a coach that could really turn this team around anyway. I mean, I feel like that 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 the, the writing was already on the wall for the Colts season. They're probably going to try to bounce back next season and try to work out everything. I still think that there needs to be some more offensive pieces on this team. Their O-line has certainly regressed. I think it's time that they needs that this needs to be done with the whole QB carousel every year. There are people like to call the rent a quarterback every every year. I think they need to find a solid answer for quarterback after Andrew Luck had retired. Um, and then yeah, I'm kind of just looking for the Colts perspective. I'm looking towards next season. A Cowboys. Good win for them. Uh, Cowboys and honestly, the rest of the NFC have been playing a relatively weak schedule. The best of, of them we'll probably see in the playoffs are against other people, so we'll see about that. But, you know, we are we are heading toward the playoffs right now, so playoff implications for the Cowboys are going to be up there. So, But I think they're easily the five seed, and they're going to hold on. You never know. They could be the number one seed. The, the Philadelphia Eagles clinched a playoff spot. They didn't clinch the number one seed. That is true. So that is absolutely still- true. But I, I think that the Eagles have done enough to maintain. Well, I mean, the, the Eagles, you got to also know the Eagles do have the tiebreaker over them in the division, unless the Cowboys do beat them in their final game. That way, the Cowboys, I think, would even it up. And I feel like it will just go go down to, you know, who wins that game for the division. Maybe. Maybe. It's a possibility. Uh, the way their defense looks, especially that secondary, I mean, sorry, especially that front seven, they look elite. Michael Parsons still playing like the defensive player of the year, um, especially 
showed this game and yeah the Cowboys not much to say other than they look really damn good uh I'm never a fan of the Cowboys looking good uh I I even though I'm a Dolphins fan there's actually no fan base I dislike more than Cowboys so if you're a Cowboys fan sorry not sorry man uh I don't I don't mess with y'all I really don't mess y'all y'all are annoying as hell even more annoying than Buck fans Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't put us in that category. You don't even know enough Buck fans are than me. <laughs> He, I'm, he knows I'm playing. I, I, I'm playing. I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the Bucks aren't. The Bucks aren't a bad team. I'll, I'll, I'll root for it. Also, of, I, I, I reject every single one of those idiots that just came with us just because Brady joined him. I, I don't own them. Okay, I don't own them. The Bucks fan base don't own them. They, they'll leave whenever Brady leaves. So I don't own. Them. Well, speaking of Brady, it looks they're on the four yard line of the New Orleans Saints right now, possibly getting a touchdown. But real quick, Nick, I just want your thoughts on this game and uh, your prediction. Well, we should win this game. Uh, We beat the Saints already. Uh, You know what? I'm kind of wishy-washy about our season right now. If we lose this game, I'm pretty sure we should just... uh, Because I said tank, but now I'm kind of like, hey, if we make the playoffs, all we have to worry about is the playoffs, right? And I think Tom knows that too. So maybe we we will end up winning this division... Uh, and I've, I've been waiting for us to just run away with this division since the season started, and then we ended up not doing that. So I'm really hoping that we just, you know, uh, kind of just establish ourselves as a, you know, a good team, at least later down the stretch. And hopefully we can at least get to like nine wins before the season ends. That's just me hoping. But I think we win against us. Nine wins? So you think you, you think you can possibly win four out of your next five? I, that is what I'm hoping. That's all. That's all I'm hoping. And that's how we're gonna get there. I just said that I'm just hoping. All right, fair enough. So we're gonna end this podcast on some hope. But before we end this episode, make as I tell you all the time, make sure to follow the Instagram underscore West Next Podcast underscore. We are trying to reach 1,300 followers for the year is over. Y'all, are not, we are not doing a good job in doing that. So, uh, and I'm and I'm always candid about that. So we're we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna post more often. Again, you're gonna have a bunch of episodes of the West Next Podcast coming out. In in the month of December. Trust me, I'm, I'm going for at least uh, six episodes to come out of the West Next podcast, both Lifestyle and the Sports Podcast. I know we're going to get at least three of the Sports Podcasts. I'm going to try to get two of the Lifestyle Podcasts um, out this month, so expect a lot of West Next Podcast um, content. And uh, in return, please just follow the Instagram, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with whoever, uh, and tell them how great the West Next Podcast is and uh, talk to them about us. You know, me and Nick are working hard out here, giving you all the best content possible, and uh, we're doing good things out here. So, uh, thank you all for watching. But with that said, thank you all for watching the West Next Podcast. Oh, I keep on forgetting these plugs you can follow you can watch these episodes on spotify google podcast apple podcast rss.com those are the four platforms you can watch the west next podcast thank you all for tuning in so much my name is chanel wilkins and my name is nick provenzano peace out bye y'all